Hello, everyone. This is Jay Alejandro with the Creative Drive podcast. I'd like to welcome you to the program, a showcase of poetry and flash fiction by writers from all walks of life. And this week, I'm happy to present single-serving episodes. In recent months, we've received submissions from all over, but these submissions came just in the form of one poem or one piece of short fiction. We hope you enjoy these works, and don't forget to keep sharing your stories, because we need them now more than ever. I Regret to Inform You by Lee Anderson I drove with Bucky as my passenger. We squeezed together inside a rust-orange Corolla with missing hubcaps, I-40 unspooling before us, a black ribbon tracing tan swells of New Mexico earth. How long have you known twigs? I asked. I had to repeat myself. Wind chattered angrily through the open windows. Soon as we both learned to walk, Bucky said. He was so named for a pair of jutting front teeth. His black ponytail flamed around his head. He wore a white t-shirt spotted with what resembled blood, though I could only assume it wasn't. Bucky wasn't that crazy, I didn't think. I'd met his tribe brother and our boss, Twigs, about a year ago, when I first moved to Albuquerque. I managed catering at the downtown Hyatt. Twigs started out as just another teenage native kid who owned little hope of a better job, except working for me as a food runner. He couldn't have proved me more wrong, though. His status improved tremendously once he began selling meth. Not long ago, I got fired for punching the hotel's manager because he stole my girlfriend. Now I needed money. Twigs agreed to let me work for him, but there was an admission fee. Drive Bucky out into the desert and shoot him. In the head. Bucky had knocked up Twigs' cousin, then slapped her around. He also owed Twigs money, which was likely the larger reason. I'd never killed anyone before, but seemed inevitable that I would. A childhood of beatings, four divorces, and a gambling addiction had left me with plenty of murder in my heart. I also had a daughter I adored whose mother had turned her against me. Wouldn't even come to the phone when I called. My own daughter. So yeah, I actually couldn't wait to kill someone. Besides, Bucky was a scumbag, and everyone knew it. He enjoyed beating women. You both grew up together on the reservation? I asked. Hikarilla, right? Hopi. Twigs ever tell you anything about me? Nothing bad. I appreciate your lying. Lying? Bucky looked at me. I kept my sight on the road, but still felt those eyes, those arrow point eyebrows shooting to his hairline. Ain't a single word of bullshit ever passed these lips, Paleface. It was what all of Twig's friends called me, Paleface. A joke. Ever been to New York? I asked Bucky. Twig's tell you what we're picking up here? Bucky said nothing. A stillness. Something was off. I looked to see that Bucky held a pistol on me. Snub-nosed model. My nerves sang with adrenaline but I managed to drive straight somehow, hold a steady speed. Stop the car, he said. Or what, you'll shoot me while I'm driving? What's going on? I'll shoot you while you're driving. Pull over. 
As I did, an 18-wheeler appeared out of nowhere over top of us, gassing its horn. Plastic and glass exploded from my door, opening my forehead. The world was a deafening dial tone. My left eyebrow sponged blood. Next bullet will divide your brains, brother, Bucky said to me, his voice from the other end of a long hallway, filled with ringing. I lifted the hem of my t-shirt to my head, came away with deep red stains. Damn it, dude. Give me your gun. Don't have one. Paleface, I regret to inform you, but I will kill you. Search me. I'm unarmed. Anunnaki, get out of the car. Slowly. I opened my door, stood out, hands up. He got out on his side, keeping the pistol on me. You're going to kill me. You sure? I asked him. Away from the road. This side. Walk. I lifted my shirt over my head until the collar caught my temples, making like a pharaoh hat. I pulled my arms free from the sleeves and started walking. Not down the road, idiot, he hissed. The desert! I turned, then maneuvered us through organ, pipe, cacti, and desert sage. Fine sand flooded my sneakers, the landscape darkened from the coming dusk, shadows swelling beneath distant cliffs. I spotted movement on the nearest shelf. Wolf, I said, and pointed at the animal, as if this might create a sudden bond between Bucky and me. Save my damn life. This was, of course, nonsense. Coyote, dumbass, quit turning around. Bucky tripped on uneven earth, only for an instant, but it was all I needed. I took two large steps. There was a solid second when he could have pulled the trigger, striking me straight in the chest, but he hesitated, still off balance. I slapped the gun from his hand, fell to one knee, then snatched my own gun from his ankle holster. I held my weapon on him, squeezing the handle with both hands, cop style. Get on your knees, I told him. This is the absolute end, motherfucker. Bucky went to his knees. He raised a pair of trembling hands and stared at the ground. Please, don't. No. His voice pinched higher so he sounded like a little girl. Reminded me of the time my daughter had spoken those very same words while I stood over her mother. Please. Don't. No. And the sobbing. Lie on your stomach, I commanded him. He obeyed. He coughed and the soft orange earth dusted his lips. Please, brother, he wheezed. I wasn't going to kill you ain't your brother. I aimed the gun at his head. I leveled my arm. Bucky struggled to his feet and ran, just went for it, shedding sand the whole way. He seemed to lose his breath after only a few steps, but he kept chugging, kept pumping those legs. His t-shirt rode up, his ridiculously bouncing torso while his ponytail whipped his back. I touched my head at the place where it stung, I touched the blood. I looked over my shoulder at the coyote on the cliff, and he was still there, watching us, his sageness lording over the land like it must have done since cavemen. I wished someone else were here with me to see this beautiful animal. My daughter, maybe. But no, not now. She'd be scared. Not terrified. I was terrified. I aimed again at Bucky and pulled the trigger. 
Over and over, I made sure I missed. My bullets denting the dark earth inside each footprint. I kept shooting, even after the chamber clicked empty.